This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks, Jenny Craig totally worked. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. That's my body works. wants bread, and I'm going to give my body what it wants. Oh my God. <laughs> so I naturally. Medical studies prove that overeating is the number one reason for weight gain. If you need to lose weight, you can bring your weight down over Welcome to Fat Camp, a podcast that throws a comedy eye over our societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer, we are not health experts, but we are fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm your co-host, Connor Dowling. Welcome to Fat Camp. Welcome to a new episode of Fad Camp. Woo! Woo, woo, woo! Grace, how are you feeling today? I'm very excited because I have no idea what we're talking about today. Okay, well, uh, that's actually interesting. Yeah, we haven't even gone over this at all. I, I've done no. all of the preparation for this. So if you guys don't like the episode, you can blame me. But I've got. Yeah, that's why, that's why I'm, I, from the beginning, I'm like, I had nothing yeah, to do with this. I don't want to be blamed. She actually has seen, she has seen my notes and she's like, no, I, I don't want them to know that I had anything. I don't want to this. touch this. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as movie lovers and screenwriters ourselves, this is a topic we've been wanting to uh, do something around for a really long time. And shout out to my pal Lise for sharing this article with me by a writer called Kate Hagen. And Ooh. this article is called Fat Girls on Film or Ooh. How I Learned to Stop Hating My Body and Start Demanding More from Hollywood. You hear that, Hollywood? You see that Holly weird? Do you oh. hear that Holly weird? <laughs> um, we want more fat people, damn it. <laughs> one thing I have to say about this podcast episode for all of our listeners and all of our movie buff listeners in particular, uh, you're going to want to have your notes app or a pen and paper handy because there are going to be some really cool movie recommendations uh, throughout this oh. uh, list. There's lots that even I, who is like a, a you know a true and true uh, cinephile, um there's many that I haven't seen yet, you know. Um, so, uh, and a lot of this episode does center around this article, which is yeah. absolutely massive. If you get a chance to read it yourself, it's on Letterboxd, uh, Fat Girls on Film, or How I Learned to Stop Hating My Body and Start Demanding More from Hollywood from Kate Hagen. Um, so This is so exciting, yeah, Connor. Like, I know. Like, you've, it's like you've picked a topic that's like at the heart of everything I've demanded yeah, from exactly. Hollywood for years now. And what's interesting is I'm going to be very interested to see what you recommend, what you recommend because I have always been like, anytime there's like any fat person or a plus mm. size person, any person who's basically not a very thin person on screen, I'm always like, oh my God, I'm going to watch that film because like right. we're so... We're so ironically starved mm. <laughs> for such representation. <laughs> we're hungry. So like, <laughs> we're hungry for it. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see what you come up with here. Oh, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And you'll be surprised. There are quite a lot that you'll you'll think you'll hear and you'll go, oh, actually, yeah, that is uh, something I have seen before and I didn't really... Sometimes you almost just don't even notice it when it's done well, you know. Yeah. Um, but we can get into that um, because today we're talking about fat characters in films and TV and the representation and tropes around typical portrayals of larger body people. Um, we can... Fucking hell. Already. Hang on. Oh, yeah. Like, 
Christ. I was going to say we could do an episode on the ones we like, the fat characters that we like in film and TV. Oh, but that would yeah. be like a really short episode. <laughs> so, so we'll probably start talking about the characters yeah. and portrayals that we found kind of problematic. But, you know, to my, be honest, sometimes it's just like unimaginative or repetitive and kind of redundant. You know what I mean? Because you're just seeing the yeah. same kind of things like over and over again. And, and L. Kate Hagen gets quite well into that in her article, too. And keep in mind, we're talking about characters, not actors specifically though i'm sure some names will pop up kind of you know multiple times like again and again um but grace to begin with i'd just like to put you on a spot for a second and ask you about your childhood okay why leave me alone connor why is why is every episode of fan camp about my childhood damn it that's where it all began it's always it's the origin story you know I feel like it's like, let me talk to talk to me about your childhood and then like cue 60 seconds later, I'm bawling like a little bitch exactly. in the corner. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not even like, you know, getting a chance to ask my follow-up question to be specific, to be specific. You just go on like a full monologue about it. I would oh yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Mom, dad, if you're listening, <laughs> yeah. turn off the podcast right now because I am going to go on one. But I want uh, you yeah, to tell okay. me, I want you to tell me, Grace, like who were some of your favorite fat characters in films and TV as a child? Oh my God, that is such a great question. Okay, I'm trying to actually think if there were any. Yeah, or even to take away uh, the word favourite, some of the fat characters that you remember being okay, on TV. So, so in general, and also I'd like to put that out to our listeners as well. People who are listening, like if you want to think about it, like what are, when you were growing up watching TV mm-hmm. with your friends, your family, whatever, by yourself, like who were the fat characters? What was the representation? And do you remember any good ones or... Were there any problematic ones that kind of annoyed you? Yeah. Okay, so straight away, actually, the moment you brought it up, okay, I, I immediately thought of Ursula in The Little Mermaid. Oh, amazing, right, yeah. Who is the character, like, she's the baddie Disney in it. Villains, and also, yeah. Disney villain, and was drawn after, I'm pretty sure, a drag queen uh, whose name escapes me now, but was based oh, on a drag queen. Divine? Divine, yes, yeah. yes, Divine. So... Her whole aesthetic is based on um, Divine, who's a very famous drag queen. Um, John Waters would have collaborated a lot with Divine. Um, The next would have been... (laughs) So that's a negative character straight away. Miss Trunchbull. And the one thing about it, she was like... She was basically seen as like this grotesque... Like she was made out to be a grotesque character. They made the woman, God bless her, as unattractive as they possibly could, right? And the way she was dressed, the way she acted, she was a grotesque character. Like, she was not a good person. Also, there's this weird link with food and Matilda mm-hmm. that I feel like you could do a whole thing. First of all, she had these chocolates in her house that she counted because it was a big yes. scene. Oh, my God. Remember where yeah. it was like these, like, almost like these, like, very, like, upper, I don't know, like, Amazing almost like an O'Brien's chocolate. Oh, yeah. they I mean, they're so delicious. It's so visual. Yeah. yeah. The little, the only other fat character in the, in the film is a little fat boy who eats a massive cake and everyone's like, eat it, eat it. So there's this weird link with food and fat people in that film, right? First of all, so those are the two characters. But then the only other character I could think of was from the film Grease, right? Right, yeah. So this character, and I wonder if whoever's listening, if our listeners will link that this character was meant to be a fat character, but of like all the pink ladies, okay, the girls, there's one character who's like, I think she goes out with Dodo. I'm not 100% sure, but she has like pigtails and black hair. She's meant to be a fat character. Mm-hmm. They refer to her weight. Yeah. I couldn't see a more thin woman. <laughs> I know. Well, she's, like, the, she's the same size yeah. as all of the other characters in the film. Yes, but except they just give her a baggier jumper. Yeah, she's wearing a baggy <laughs> jumper, like, baggy sweater yeah. for our American listeners. 
Yes, a baggy sweater. Yeah. And she's meant to be the fat character and she talks about being on a diet. So her only, only thing in that show, in the film, is that she's referred to as fat, refers to herself as fat and refers to herself as being on a diet. And I'm pretty sure at the end loses like 10 pounds. Oh, and yeah. like, oh my God, you're amazing. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. That was amazing. It's... Yeah, it's yeah. incredible that, well, and then of course hairspray. But that was when I was absolutely. a teenager. Well, yeah. yeah, you know there are so many that we're going to get into. Like just off the top of my head, like the ones that stand out to me uh, growing up were Homer Simpson. Uh, you know, he's <gasps> you know his oh my his God, stupidity yeah. seemed to be linked to how fat and lazy he was. Oh, absolutely. And how much so he- the only other the only the only other fat character in that show that I can think of is Barney, who's then just right. a raging alcoholic. He's, yeah, raging exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see what else we have. Fat bastard. From Austin Powers. Oh, remember that? Remember, remember that? Yeah, in my belly. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. we all signed off on this. Like, we all, like, cracked up laughing. Oh. Like, let's not let's not yeah. be too uh, above ourselves here. It's really in retrospect and you start to look back and you start to go, hang on a second. This should be is- okay. This is so funny that like you're like we all signed off and it. it's like a contract yeah. was sent around. Yeah, every yeah. we were not consulted. And I went, Listen, <laughs> we were not consulted, but just- Listen, I I didn't read the fine print. Yeah. I didn't realize what I was buying into. But I went on to quote that character for all my teenage years. Right. I will say that. Yeah, as a fat woman, as a fat woman, I went around being get in my belly with no. That no was your mantra. Of, that was your mantra. No, no sense of irony. Oh, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> you're just genuinely stating it. your desire <laughs> your desire for the world just, get in my belly yeah, yeah. um and yeah. then the last the last one big one that was so like oh, like when you look back like the nutty professor like oh, stop, grace Connor. a movie about uh a, a fat man who yeah uh i can't remember does he accidentally poison himself and or they're they're, no they're looking for like a cure or something so so they're first of all they're i know what you're trying to get what they're they're experimenting on fat rats yes 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 (laughs) this is all come back to me i've forgotten about this this. all come back to and then he takes it out of desperation Jekyll yeah, and Hyde being... himself. He's like, hey, if it's working for these rats and we've been testing it for like two days, surely I can do it to escape this Basi- fat prison. Basically, he's like, being fat is so horrendously awful that I'd rather take essentially a cyanide pill yeah. and be like, let's see if this makes risk me my life. thin. Yeah, which is what diet culture totally. is for the most part. Totally. It's do you not... want to risk your life and be thin? If you've heard like, our supplements episode, you'll know that that movie clearly had a profound <laughs> effect on me. But do you remember his fat, fat family, the clumps as well? Like, that was <laughs> madness. And then they had their own movie where it was just probably like 90 minutes of fat and fart jokes. Like, All I know is that, like, apparently, according to Hollywood, all a fat family will ever do is sit around with such um, a feast of food that it would make you violently ill to look at how much food's on the table. And all they would do is fart constantly. They had farting matches. They had farting, like, I mean, what is, what is this? A fart off. They had a fart off off the table while also eating. So there's a weird thing about like fat people, apparently, according to Hollywood, the big joke is that not only are they so disgusting that they overeat, but they're so disgusting that they don't even mind being like, like sloths. They're slovenly. There's a hygiene aspect to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. They fart and they don't mind that they're farting at the same time as eating. Like it doesn't matter because they lack... Like what the fuck is Sorry, this? They like, lack. They basically like Hollywood. Honestly, sees fat people as less than. Like honestly, sees like as like pigs in a trough. Like that's like, what I'm imagining. If you think about all of these films, most of these examples that we've uh, discussed 
our family films. You know, Matilda, yeah. uh, Little yeah. Mermaid, uh, The Nutty Professor, The Simpsons, you know, Austin Powers, like, essentially. And like, Also, it- can I say, what was the later one with... Um- Norbit? Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy, Norbit. Eddie Murphy, Norbit. Eddie Murphy has a real, I, I, this is a real thing. I want to sit down with Eddie Murphy and be like, what fat person hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> that you went out of your way to make comedies and not even in the 90s, like whatever, Nutty Professor was like, like probably late 90s, early yeah. 90s, I imagine. Norbit was like recent. It was like maybe 10 years ago. Like it was not, no. like it is insane that like yeah. basically his mind frame comedically did not change in any way in like the space like give, of 15 Give the years. people what they want, apparently. <laughs> hey, you know? they, they pretty, they seem to love fat people farting and eating. Yeah. I'm just going to do that again. Yeah. But like these were, were pretty much all family films. Like, so is it any wonder yeah. like kids would get made fun of at school for being fat, you know, like, yeah. like where are they getting these from? And like, you know, they're designed to make you laugh at fat people, you know? And like, but what I have to say is like, those are kind of very extreme and almost kind of like, yeah. you know, at least some of the ones I was mentioning, like kind of on the nose, like, you know, examples. Yeah. And sometimes I feel fat representation, it may not always be as in your face as that or like how how poorly things are being treated. It can be a little bit more nuanced, you know, some of some of the tropes. But like, isn't it funny? To, isn't it funny to think that the most like we're like, I mean, that's not exactly subtle and these are extreme, but they're extreme is what you do for kids television, isn't it? Yes. As in like, yeah. everything has to be a caricature. Mm-hmm. So it really is obviously from maybe it's like translating from adults into children. We go, okay, so our subtle of what we think of fat people, our subtlety has to be turned up 10 or a hundred. And that's how we'll translate it to kids. So it really is almost a representation of how adults view fat people. Right. But we're just going to make it for kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I think the fact that we're like, but that's very extreme. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you got to do for kids. Like kids are, have more, everything is dialed up so Heightened. it's more entertaining for children yeah. yeah but it still has a truth to it if you know what i mean yeah. in I a sad know. way that is yeah. that is yeah absolutely and it really is kind of like you know starting at such a young age like you know and um in kate hagan's uh quote uh, article i'm going to quote from it now she just talks about a tv series called my mad fat diary is that something you're familiar with <gasps> This show is one of my favorite shows. My Mad Fat Diary is a brilliant. Now, maybe is, if Kate's going to take it down, maybe I'm going to be cancelled here. Where I'm like, it's amazing. She's like, she's like it's the worst thing. Anyone who happen. likes this show <laughs> is propagating. No, so so you know, to quote Kate Hagen, she says, "My Mad Fat Diary, a series adapted from Ray Earl's memoir of the same name," and mm-hmm. she says, "I saw myself in a character for the first time: a terminally horny fat teenager obsessed <laughs> with the more nuanced talking points of." Oasis versus Blur and the not so bad boys at school, all while juggling the tumult that comes with being the fat best friend to a certified knockout and the massive yeah. amounts of emotional, physical and psychic ba- baggage that comes up with that come with growing up fat. Yeah. Doesn't Kate Hagen yeah. sound awesome, by the way? Like, <laughs> oh, my God, I want to be her friend. We should get her on the show. We should absolutely. try to get her on the show. Hey, Kate, if you're listening. Um <laughs> But but Kate goes on to say that after years of admiring large-bodied periphery uh, characters in films, because let's face it, most large-bodied mm-hmm. characters in films are like on the periphery. She says, I could finally see myself reflected in a living and breathing embodiment of what it feels like to grow up as a fat girl who uses sarcasm as a shield for every small death brought on by, but you have such a pretty face. Oh, Jesus Christ. That actually hits home so much that I'm like, I need a moment here to let that land because that is, 
you know as well when they even she hit hit there where the fat characters are always the best friends or the, mm-hmm. on the periphery, and I found that what's weird with if you don't like if someone's listening and they go Asher, it's just you know portrayals and it doesn't matter if you see yourself on screen. Well, like my argument would be it really matters that everyone gets to see themselves yeah. on screen from time to time and also in a very positive light. But they, we should all be seeing ourselves a lot more than we are, right? But like I definitely took that best friend thing or side character thing into my own life. For most right. of my teenage years and adult life, I never see myself as the main character. I wow. see myself beside my traditionally, maybe more like, you know, traditionally good looking friend, thin friend, whatever. And I'm like, I'm just here to be funny. And I actually have really, it's taken, even now I find like I'm, me and Connor will, I'm like, you know, we talk about like finding flirting difficult because my mechanism is to be like the really loud, funny person in order to kind of like defend myself a bit. And actually a a little, a little side uh, anecdote here. I was out with a friend a few weeks ago and we were like, uh, in a club and everything like that. And uh, my friend, beautiful, beautiful human being, inside and out, she'd make you sick. But just a really good person. And uh, we were out dancing and I saw like this absolutely gorgeous guy on the corner, right? And like in the corner of the room and both of us are single. And I turned to her and I went, oh my God, you should go over and play with that guy. Like he's gorgeous. And she turns to me and she goes, why don't you do it? And I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) I'm a person. (laughs) But I don't consider myself that the main character absolutely or deserving of the spotlight yeah. or, you know does yeah like to me i'm like oh no of course like in the in the um what is it in the like hierarchy of of like our society i have been told that i'm not that person yeah. time and time yeah. again yeah. so you have to unlearn it so much but like that's what i take from a statement like that it's so important to see like Ray from My Mad Fat Diary, be, like she gets the hot guy in it. Or like, you know, she's the main character. Everyone, there's people in her orbit who want to be her and she's this big person. You know what I mean? It's important to see it. Yeah. And, you know, if you can't see yourself, you can't be yourself, right? Okay, so. No. Let's, uh, yeah. let's all remember that. Let's all put Look, that that was so me- That was very meta. Did you just, did you just make that yeah. up yourself? Maybe, you know, I'm a writer. I'll come up with things <laughs> that it sound wise every now and again. <laughs> So Kate goes on to say, there were so few characters to see myself in, I could count them on one hand. She counts mm. out the hefty hideaway girl herself, Ricky Lake, as Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray, which the original yeah. Hairspray, which is amazing. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's so good. And Divine is in that Divine plays her mother. Right. And uh, oh, right. later, in years later, played by John Travolta. Oh, um, and I love the latest. I love that I love one as John well. Travolta I thought that, yeah, was, yeah. that was amazing as well. I only saw, I only saw the original Hairspray for the first time like last year. And I was like, oh my God, I would have loved this growing up. It's very yeah. fat positive movie from yeah. like the 80s. You know what I mean? So it's really kind yeah. of like refreshing to see like, and then also mm. kind of frustrating to see something that kind of like hasn't really been done like that, you know, since yeah. uh, at least as well. That's That wasn't just a remake of the same movie. Uh, so we also have Sarah Rue on Ryan Murphy's brilliant but cancelled show Popular. Do you remember that show? Oh, Popular was such a good show. Like, wasn't and it? It I was remember so ahead of its time. It was really ahead of its time. And like, I remember maybe a season, I think they don't, I don't think it had many seasons. I think it had like I two. I think it only had one season. Yeah. Maybe oh, did two, it? But I think right. it might have okay. been pretty, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I remember Sarah Rue so clearly as well, because once again, you just never yeah. had a fat character on TV, yeah. There was also a heavy guy on the show as well. Um, he was oh, like yes. One, one of the football player guys. Yeah. I remember him too, and 
you know, they dealt with like kind of body issues and stuff. There was a whole episode, I think I remember, where they all had to be in this play, this high school play, where the characters were supposed to be like naked or something like that. And they were all like, yeah. (laughs) And they were all like freaking out about their bodies. The heavy people, like like everybody was, you know. And then then like the, you know, spoiler at the end of the episode, it turned out they were all going to be wearing like those like skin colored, like, you know, suits. Yeah, well, I was wondering, yeah, what what a high school was like, (laughs) you're all nude. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And then she also mentions America Ferreira in... uh, Patricia Cardoso's um, Real Women Have Curves. Yes, I haven't Did you ever see that? actually seen, seen that, that film. Yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't. I've tried to actually. On the list. I've, I've tried to actually look up Real Women Have Curves, but I can't seem to buy it anywhere or even. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not any of the streamers, yeah. which. Mm-hmm. And it's an independent film. So folks, you know, don't go illegally downloading this stuff. Let's watch it for real. Let's help out the old <laughs> exactly. filmmakers. Huh? Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it for real. So, you know, Kate says. She's, so those were just a handful of the, the shows that yeah. she and films that she would have been exposed to just from watching TV. Because back then, you know, whether we had internet or not, it wasn't that prominent in people's homes. So you couldn't really, you know, do any deep digging and find stuff that was like kind of underground or, you know, hard yeah. to get, uh, which kind of says says enough in and of itself. Basically, that like, basically it know, had to be mainstream for us to find it. Exactly. If there's any, if so, there's any so like, what we're saying yeah. is, mainstream uh, films and TV just weren't showcasing fat characters yeah. in a non kind of tropey kind of uh, generic kind of way. And she, yeah. and she says, I, I served endless hours of cable searching for fat girls on film, but rarely did I ever find anyone resembling the fat women I knew and loved in my life. Um, mm. And she says, oh yeah. And God, you know, just when I was researching this, I just had like a flashback because we talked about fat characters in some of our beloved shows and mainstream shows. Yeah. You know what I remembered? How remember how quote unquote hilarious it was on Friends that Monica oh. used to be fat. Like when you think Ish. back to that, it's it's like fat suit. It's like yeah, dodgy makeup. And like let's really like think about that for a second because like that was kind of messed up. And I feel like you know in some of the episodes it was like you know, when there were flashbacks and stuff, like she found love or she loved Chandler or whatever. She was kind of awkward and lovable and goofy and stuff. But like... But she was, can I just say, constantly eating. Like you look... This is is the big thing about like fat people as well. People just can't get their heads around. You know, someone someone said this once, we all know a thin person who can eat whatever they want and not do much exercise and pretty much remain thin. And yet it, it... boggles people's minds that fat people could just also be eating what thin people eat and exercise and just still be fat people Monica was consistently eating and the whole joke was like they'd be like oh Monica finish off these pies will you like there's no room in the fridge literally her mother hands her that and that's when she's like no I'm not going and like remember they did an episode where like what if in friends yeah Yeah. and then monica what if monica didn't lose weight monica's literally like did he sit on my kit kats my my hidden kit kats in my room and you're like haha that's grade a quality comedy from one of the best sitcoms of all time and i I will say martha kaufman one of the co-creators of friends is a fat woman yeah i know so i'm like how did this get on tv how did you in the room go guys you do know i'm not a person who sits on kit kats all fucking day and like like, my parents don't hand me pies as i walk into the room like i just want to say that like i'm a comedian i really hope i'm never look back in 20 years and go god i just really went for the fucking lowest common denominator to get a laugh there didn't i like you know (laughs) yeah oh absolutely like i mean and you know 
like even even in the sort of you know more present day episodes of Friends where there were no flashbacks, it would often be the butt of a joke, you know, where Ross oh, yeah. or someone would would shame her for being fat in the past and it was like this like dark terrible thing and it was also this kind of like hilarious thing that such a thin beautiful woman like Courtney Cox could ever have been uh like so fat you know that as they're describing her so it's really just like it when like when I thought about it I was really kind of like wow that is just something that did not age well in my opinion from friends um or from TV I mean that and all the yeah, that and all the like weirdly transphobic stuff that about like Chandler's dad as well didn't <laughs> didn't oh, like didn't work well at all. But well, yeah. I think Friends is one of those shows that has gone the, so many years or so many episodes that you could probably just be like, yeah, like the fat stuff, the trans stuff, like that's not great. And then just like, yeah. oh wait a minute, then all this other stuff, and then this, and then this, like they could just keep. But what's going? What's so in- interesting to me as well is like even without Monica, you know, the whole fat storyline. What's interesting is how the actors over the years have talked about how that show particularly the actresses really messed with their heads in terms of um right so Lisa Kudrow I know has always been like you know I was like a broad woman standing beside these very two tiny women and she did say unfortunately like you know on tv it looks good when women are underweight like that's Mm -hmm. just and she was like I stood there beside these two women and basically looked big because I was broad shouldered then we mentioned in another episode actually with our Judy J episode how like I remember footage of like um, seeing footage of um, uh, Jennifer Anderson and her dad. This is when she first got the role and her dad, like it was just like they're in a kitchen. I don't know what it was, but it must have been some sort of interview. Right. And he goes, oh, don't talk to me about this one. She literally like she she watches everything she eats. You can't get her to eat anything. He literally said like I was something along those lines. So like in my head, I'm like they are not only having a storyline, like literally taking the piss out of fat people about how, you know, how funny it was that Monica could ever be fat and how she wouldn't stop eating. Mm-hmm. And then like you have the actresses who are really aware of how they look and how thin they should look. And you're like, oh, we're just messed up. We're a messed up society. Because like those actresses are so aware of how people would talk about them if they gained a pound. Because guess yeah. what? One of them's been put in a fat suit and like, eating Kit Kats, are we? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, when you put that together, you're like, oh God, it's just so messed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really is. It really is. Like, oh my God, it's just... And again, you know, Friends was like a show for all, kind of all the family to enjoy. Like, oh yeah, know, had, yeah. Had themes and concepts in it. But like... Yeah. You know, it was something you would watch with your family. So it's just kind of like normalizing, you know, ridiculing fat people on screen. And like, yeah, like that isn't that's kind of, you know, something that like kind of brings into the next uh, film that Kate talks about in her article, which is from uh, a, a pair of famously kind of like insensitive filmmakers called the Farley Brothers. And if you remember, oh, uh, I know the one you're going to talk about. <laughs> They had a wonderful little uh, flick all about inner beauty called Shallow Hal. Oh, God. And like... Can I, can I just say, I'm just going to say again, I really liked this film when it first came out. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> little problematic right? teenage Grace loved this film. Yeah, I know. What the fuck were they doing to us? I, I quite enjoyed I think maybe... No, I've got stuck on you on my DVD shelf over there. And like, let's face it, like, I mean, that... That film probably has its own <laughs> bunch of problems to be de- to be dealing with, you know. Love that you but, kept um, your DVDs. I've, I I only kept the best ones. 
Stuck on You is one of your best ones, is it? <laughs> yeah, really, really poor taste. Although no, I really have to say I love Stuck on You. But anyway, we're going I off loved, track here. I Great love that one as well. But when you think about yeah. it, it's probably kind of a weird movie. I don't know. But, yeah. you know, like, so, you know, she talks about, like, the trailer moments. Like Gwyneth Paltrow's enormous panties being thrown across a room or her carrying Jack Black Jesus across Christ. a bridal threshold. You know, um... She there's says, no dignity to fat. Like, there's no dignity allowed to the fat people in the film, is there? Like, no, even that, no. the fucking size of the pants. Like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And how hilarious is that? And what Kate says, like, you know, from on a personal note, like she says, the film further instilled in me, like most most all media of the time that my own growing body was a joke, a sideshow exhibit to be leered at, run from or begrudgingly accepted mm only in the guise of whatever inner beauty bullshit Shallow Hal allegedly explores. Paltrow yeah. seems to have possibly gained a sliver of empathy from her, quote, humiliating experience in the film. But even with two decades of distance, the movie still feels like an especially odious piece of post 9-11 comedic refuse. Wow, that was yeah. a mouthful. But, that was and do you know what the tagline, because I looked at, I looked at the, the poster for, Shallow Hal. First of all, the poster for Shallow Hal is Jack Black and Gwyneth Paltrow holding hands and her shadow is that of a very, very giant yeah, fat woman, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the tagline for the movie Shallow Hal is... Is the tagline... Can I guess the tagline? I mean, I think yours is going to be better than what they actually had, but let's hear it. Fuck you, fat people. <laughs> Shallow Hal. Yes. Fuck you, fat oh people. Oh my God, that's exactly <laughs> it. Love if that was it, yeah. It says, uh, the biggest love story ever told. So they're really going for big mm, being bad. Mm. You know, big being, hey, she's a fat woman. But someone, Tony Robbins casts a spell on Jack Black. I don't know if you remember the uh, yeah. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. movie. So that he can see her inner beauty, which is that of a beautiful thin woman. Um, mm. And, oh my God. Like so, he literally and, has you know, to cast a spell. <laughs> he has to cast a spell. Oh, literally. To, literally to make, like, to make fat people desirable in any way <laughs> sorry yeah. it's so i'm laughing because it's so depressing <laughs> it really is oh it really is and like if, if you just remember like there's a scene like where he goes to meet her dad and like her dad mm. is all like you know like oh her dad's like don't be like calling her beautiful Do you, are you taking the piss yeah. like he literally yeah, is like, like her dad's you? like you're you're just making fun of her and you know when you're mm -hmm. like I just, even for a pair, like, it's so sad, but, like, actually that scene is, I think, actually quite believable in a weird way because, like, unfortunately, parents of fat people also have internalized fat right. phobia. Right. If anything, actually, sure. I think you will find a lot of parents, um, a lot of people talk about how their parents will, the little jibes, the little... Would you lose weight? The little mm -hmm. compliments if you've lost a little bit of weight, the yeah. holding of comp withholding of compliments if you haven't. Mm -hmm. Parents actually, so weirdly that scene probably is something that I'm like, well, of all the things that actually is sad because it's so true, which is yeah. a father being like, listen, you're obviously trying to work your way up because he owns a company that Jack Black oh, wants yeah. to works in. So basically digger, he'd be like, yeah, yeah. so like you're just, and actually I'm like, do you know what? That probably does go through. And like, I'm sorry, but that goes through people's minds because of the way we've been trained to see fat yeah. people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Basically that fat people Fucking have some hell. sort of like, Something wrong with them. So, guys, you heard it here first. Uh, five stars for Shallow Hal from Grace Mulvey. Uh, she loved it when she was a teenager. She loves it still. 20 you know years what? on. I'm, I'm, I'm has, standing by that film and that message. She has learned nothing. 
I'm standing by, I'm standing by Norbit. I'm standing by Shallow Hal. <laughs> you know, every film. I just think, you know, I think they were right. Kate actually um, compiled a really interesting list of about 30 films, which is on Letterboxd. Ooh. And if you read her article, there's a link to it in the article. And it's from the past 50 years featuring a fat female lead who gets to live something resembling a life that she feels represents her own life or like a, yeah. just like, a normal life and some of her um her movies that she or actresses who she shouts out are um Beanie Feldstein who was in Book yes. Smart if you remember yeah, that and, great uh, film yeah yeah, yeah. great film and it's it's not about like you know the main character's weight and uh an actress called Danielle McDonald who was in Dumplin <gasps> Dumplin and which kind of is about her weight a yeah, bit it and, is but also she's in the tourist a great show on yes. BBC iPlayer. Not about her weight. Brilliant. And yes. she has a new she has a new film called f- f- called Falling for Fiagro. But what I think is interesting about Dumplin is that it is kind of about her weight, but she's not kind of like as, as far as I remember, she's kind of like trying to be a beauty queen, right? Or her mom yes, used to be she a beauty is. queen. Yeah, Jenna and, and and she's kind of know, not. She's kind of not like buying into like I have to lose yes. weight to do this thing. She just wants to do it. And also there's a very good kind of side story in the in the show where the guy she works with is like this kind of like traditionally hot guy and he's really yes. into her. And yes. he goes to kiss her one time. And I always remember this so distinctly. He goes to kiss her and he puts his hand on her back and she has back fat. Okay. And she like instinctively freezes right. and backs away and is like, no. And it's that thing of like, that was actually very true to me. And I kind of like that they put in the film because I also think it's because we're so ingrained in this. Hmm. Like, even when you're trying to fight against it, it is just part of also you having, the fight is in you. And like, to not even talk about it or, you know what I mean, is unrealistic to me. So her having that reaction was very realistic to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. So would you believe in a 2012 study of TV characters in our favorite magazine, The Obesity Journal, Mm -hmm. found thin women to be overrepresented on screen? Oh, stop. Connor, right? no. Shocked, no. I know. Although just 5% of women in American culture are underweight, thin women make up a third of television characters, a third. And though current American statistics show that 35% of the male population and 40% of women are in the obese or overweight category, on screen we just yeah. see 20% of male characters and 13% of female characters represented in this group. The same study found that Heavier characters were more likely to be in minor roles, were less likely to be involved in romantic relationships, had fewer mm-hmm. positive interactions than thin characters, and were often the objects of humour. Oh my God, stop. And just to finish uh, this segment on uh, another piece from Kate's article, as we look deeper into the frame, the inclusion of Lizzo in Hustlers, Joy Nash in Twin Peaks The Return and T's 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 Madison it shows it just how uncool I am that because in Zola yeah. <laughs> uh, still feels progressive when in reality we should be seeing far more fat actors of all genders and body types as extras in supporting roles in crowd scenes and in backgrounds for media to be actually representative of our current world and she gives a tip for screenwriters because Kate is from the wonderful Blacklist and she's dedicated the past 10 years to like reading screenplays and you know Amazing. helping screenwriters yeah. progress in their careers she says tip for screenwriters if you don't specify it in your crowd description you don't get it being prescriptive about what your crowd looks like and she says mindy kaling's hbo series the sex lies of college girls is the current gold standard here 
I haven't seen this show yet. I'm a no, big I haven't McCabe seen fan. that. Yeah. I have yeah. not seen the show yet. So that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Lots of amazing recommendations in this show as well as Kate's amazing list um, yeah. to, for everyone to check out. Now I'd like to ask Grace and our listeners, how do you feel when a character in a movie or TV show is meant to be fat, but is played by someone who is not fat or even made up to look like they're fat? And before you answer, I the way to find out more about this, I googled... Uh, actors in movies who are fat but are not fat and it's yeah. just like loads of stuff came <laughs> up. so in fact it auto-corrected to that who are fat and then it auto-corrected but not fat so clearly That's this gas. is a problem yeah yeah I mean, I love it. I, <laughs> That's what I thought. I just, That's great. I love, I love, I love when work is taken off fat people and I given gotcha. to thin. You know what I mean? Uh, I set you up. You know what me. I? I set you up. But you know what? One I particularly loved recently that I found so mad that they did this. <laughs> like, basically, Colin Farrell played the penguin. Oh my god! In the latest Batman. No, listen, I'm a huge fan of Colin Farrell. I thought the film was really good as well. But he was so unrecognisable. They put him in a fat suit, they put him in prosthetics. And I was like, do you know what's mad? You basically could have had anyone play this guy. Like, is it like literally, did it matter that Colin Farrell was in this film? No, the new Batman film was always going to do well. It had enough star (laughs) power. Get a fat man in the role, please. He looks like that. Instead of having Colin Farrell talk about He was probably sitting in makeup for like like 12 hours a day. And he was like, basically, I was like, oh, was he in this film? Because he looks nothing like this Like my mom was like halfway through watching it. And she was like, I heard Colin Farrell's in this film, but I haven't seen him. And I was like, oh, you've seen him. You've seen him. You just, I could never explain to my mom that that was Colin Farrell. You know what I mean? She would never accept that yeah, 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 that is yeah. Colin Farrell. Um, and it's it's so upsetting to me because I mean, it's like basically like in The Sopranos, Tony Soprano, which is one of the best, probably yeah. most well-known fat characters of all time. Imagine they didn't use, sorry, what's the, James Gandolfini. Imagine yes. they didn't use James Gandolfini but got Colin Farrell in some prosthetics. You'd be like, oh, that's a bit, <laughs> a bit of a missed opportunity. To get a guy, like James Gandolfini wasn't famous before The Sopranos. He's probably well known, obviously, in the acting world and theatre yes. and things like that. But like that propelled him. So what if they went down the same route and went, oh no, you couldn't possibly get a fat actor. And they got a thin guy and put him in press. What's the point? What is the point? You're, and you're also missing out on probably getting a fat actor who's been working years. Because the the Penguin is like an older character. Working years. What about giving... As someone who probably has the yeah. absolute would be able to carry that role, no problem. And then you gave yeah, it to Carol that, Farrell, who's I, you know, it just makes sense that he's there because it doesn't look like him. <laughs> that I'm is, so angry. That is, no, you're totally right, Grace. Uh, because that is such a head scratcher of a casting move because, you know, like we don't need that to be Colin Farrell. Like it doesn't need exactly. to be. It doesn't, like this, this isn't the type of movie that would benefit from that person. And now they... Now it was so, that's what I mean. There's so many stars in it. Like, even totally. from a producing point of view, there were so many stars in that movie. Even, yeah, even when you say what about producing. would you... Yeah, what would you need Colin Farrell there? It wasn't like, oh, I have to go see it because Colin Farrell's in this. Yeah. It was, oh, I have to yeah. go see the new Batman because it's the new Batman. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. What I mean? like, yeah. And Colin Farrell's just doing this weird, like, bucket list acting gig, like, in the background. And, like, yeah. think about it as well, like, like you because you said about producing, you know, like, logistically, if you're like, do we want to get somebody who is an older, uh, large gentleman or do we want to pay an A-list actor to sit in fucking hair and makeup (laughs) 
for six <laughs> yeah, yeah, hours yeah, yeah, every yeah, day yeah. he's on set. Like, yeah. it's madness. It's just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. It's not enough of an Easter egg for fans to be like, hey, and you know that guy who's like, Penguin? that was yeah. Colin Farrell. It's like, why? Don't <laughs> yeah. know. Don't know. <laughs> just just pause. And Don't then know. he's getting I... a spinoff series, apparently. The Penguin, like, of all of the breakout performances in that film. Yeah, but this, and it's so the, upsetting because I'm like, that could have been some actor who's been working his bollocks off for years his big break and instead it's Colin Farrell's not big break because Colin Farrell's already had his big break well, uh, but looking also, like as him yeah <laughs> but also like it's it's if anything it's like making himself invisible because it's oh, like yeah, yeah. people are going oh Colin Farrell's not something in the credits I don't remember seeing him so like no one's walking yeah. away from that it's not like when Christian Bale played Dick Cheney or, or something like that you know what I mean no because I could <laughs> still tell it was put him on the weight Dear Food Diary, I think, I think I might be in love. It's like a rom-com, but get this, the female lead is fat. I don't know, I've just never felt this way with anyone, ever. And you better believe she has a potentially gay best friend who doles out quirky, tough love advice. Girl, when are you going to stop being such a size queen and start being a yes queen? Know what I'm saying? Okay. Ha <laughs> sassy. Love is love after all, right? No, that's just one problem though. Oh honey, no, is he married? Not exactly. He's a... He's a pie. Oh, plot twist. She's in love with a pie and nothing else will satisfy her. A tale of forbidden love. Your Honour, I hereby apply for this marriage licence between me and this... Hi. Order. Order in my court. What nonsense is this that you brought here before me? You will not sully my court with this. This isn't nonsense. It's called love. And we can't control who we'll love. When will you and your laws accept that? Order. Order. She's right. Case dismissed. Critics are calling it the fattest film of all time. From the studio that brought you Forrest Plump. Mom always said last like box chocolates problems is I donates the whole dang balls. And the producers of Fat to the Future. Marty, pump the gas! I can't do it, Doc! I'm too fat! Ah, oh, Marty, no! And from Lynn Manuel Miranda. Tony Award-winning, Broadway smash hit, musical biopic, Fat. You're fat, I'm fat, he's fat, she's fat, fat. Fat, fatty, fat, fatty, fat, 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 we're all fat, you're who's fat, fat? we're fat. fat, you're fat, fat. Coming this summer to a cafeteria near you, Pie Do. I Know That Face is a movie podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network, hosted by me, Stephen Porzio. And me, Andrew Carroll. Our show is all about character actors, the type of performers you'll see pop up in supporting roles in blockbusters, the type of people you know the faces but not the names. Each episode we pick one particular character actor and discuss a couple of their movies, shining a light on the performer's career while giving listeners plenty of movie recommendations. So the show is a must for cinema lovers. Subscribe to I Know That Face wherever you get podcasts and follow us on Twitter at I Know That Face P1.
Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. If you want to hear more bonus exclusive content for FadCamp, make sure to log on to Headstuff Plus and for as little as a fiver a month, you can support our show and other shows in the Headstuff Podcast Network and hear exclusive content from FadCamp. That's bonus episodes, photos, videos. It's a really good time. So we hope to see you there. Now back to the show. Fat characters in movie and TV are very rarely played by plus size actors. Very rarely. So often a petite woman is cast in the role and there's no change to her to her appearance or petite woman is cast in the role and wears a fat suit or yeah. a slim curvy woman is cast to appear larger than the other female characters. As a result, there's a common Hollywood practice of labeling thin women as fat within the worlds of the movies they inhabit. Jesus like Christ. Bridget Jones of Bridget oh Jones' Diary, in which Renee Zellweger's supposedly larger body was the frequent yeah. punchline of jokes and disparaging comments. Yeah. And we have, there's a couple yeah. more little notes on Bridget Jones a little further on. But that was like, that was like kind of the ultimate in so many ways, right? Um. But, you know, this article goes on to say, like, even the thinnest women who watch these movies or TV shows can begin to question their own bodies and wonder if their thin bodies are actually, quote unquote, fat too. Mm -hmm. Or for fat women watching, it's yet another reminder that truly fat bodies still aren't considered palatable enough for the screen, even while the condition of being I mean, fat literally, is the subject at hand. And for me, sorry. No, sorry. I was, I was about to say, literally, like, I remember when Bridget Jones came out, there's a moment where she steps in the scales, which I think is one of the biggest, it, it's it, the um, it's the scene that uh, rose a thousand eating disorders, I think, uh, where, mm -hmm. you know, they have her on the scales and she is such a low number. I'm not even going to say it, it's so weird. Like, I'm like, that would be even below my target weight. Right. And this woman right. apparently mm -hmm. is a joke. Yeah. A I know. joke. And how, <laughs> how does a room full of people you know, I know strange things happen on films and TV that you can't really say, like, you know, like if someone is like working on the crew and they're like heavy and they feel like they don't have a same production, they're not going to go up to the director and be like, hey, you know, that like number on the scales in this uh, scene mm -hmm. is really unrealistic or whatever. But like you would think someone in the development process or the writing process or directing would how many, or the actors, you know, how many fat people are in that room and there actually are a lot in the crew whether it's hair, makeup and not even fat people just bigger people curvier yeah. people Yeah. if we talk about the population size that, that fat people and curvier people actually have in society mm -hmm. you're talking about that on set as well the sound guy the fucking boom guy the, the camera operator how many people there are like or like you know it doesn't matter are, are bigger people and they have to stand there and then watch a very thin person be yeah. like I'm disgusted and yeah. fat and I'm the, I'm the like yeah, I'm the I'm the butt of every joke and they're just like yeah this is just what Hollywood is it's so weird like when you think about it it's so weird I know it really is messed up and so we're starting to see more kind of traction around this now and you know in 2013 Jennifer Lawrence said that it should be illegal to call someone fat on TV per the independent and she pointed out that as a size 10 she was considered plus size in Hollywood yeah. Uh, yeah. it's exactly this skewed standard of women in the media where anyone over a size 4 is considered fat that damages women's ability to view their own bodies objectively and positively yeah uh, yeah so in terms of some of our favorite uh characters who are fat but are not fat as i like to call it uh we have the first on the list here. I've got a list of a few that you may know and love. And okay. as Grace mentioned earlier in our episode, we have Jan in Greece. Um, 
Oh my God. Yes. So, Amazing. so here's a little information about that character that we didn't cover earlier. So in Greece, Jan is meant to be the fat and ugly friend. Putsy <laughs> tells Jan, I think there's more to you than just fat. When the character oh is the same petite size as every other woman in the film. Jano, Jan also, Jano, Jan also. Jano. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Is it, they, they desexualize her so much. She's like, ah, Jono over Jano, here. Oh, what's this? Yeah, she asked the guy to a prom. And he goes, Jono, what are you talking about, you mad scone? You, you, know. <laughs> you fat bitch. <laughs> so Jano, why do I keep saying that? Jan also eats through the film, which is meant to suggest that she's fat because, of course, thin yep. women don't eat as this don't movie eat. is basically don't propagating. Eat. Yep. Then we have Bridget Jones, Renee Zellweger famously mm-hmm. gained 20 pounds for the leading role in Bridget Jones's diary uh, in the film. In the film, Bridget wholeheartedly believed she'd be a better, more beautiful person if she was thin. But at, and it says it here uh, in the article, we can bleep it out if we're not comfortable in it later, but at mm. nine stone, four pounds, it's unlikely Jesus. that anyone would have thought Bridget was fat if her society, uh, mainly her mother, didn't tell her to lose weight. Yeah, yeah. Then we have this is one that you brought up before on one of our Instagram stories. I think it's Samantha Jones in oh. Sex in the City, the movie. Sorry, can we just pause for a fucking rant? I have never, no scene has ever angered me as much as the, the scene in Sex in the City where Samantha shows up. And when I say with probably half a pound on her. Yeah. From before. Like she's literally sticking out her tiniest stomach. And the way they react, you'd swear the woman had actually come in with a gun. Like I swear, you know what I mean? Like they were also oh shocked. Like, yeah. Well, it says, you see, you know, I haven't seen it um, because I like good films. Um. <laughs> How dare you? That's a classic. How fucking dare you? I, Again, I, I, I just, well, so up, it's up there with Shadow Hall for you. Is that right? Is yeah. that... <laughs> it's up there with Norbus yeah. and the Naughty Professor. So it says here for any uh, people who have not seen the film, um, it says Samantha was fat shamed at a party for having her gut hanging out. Uh, Samantha, and then the article says Samantha didn't have an ounce of fat on her and her friend's reaction to showing her flat stomach after she'd supposedly gained five pounds in a crop top was appalling. Um, do you know what got me as well about that? That whole scene. You should really watch the reaction, guys, because you'd swear, like, those characters have done some, like, dodgy stuff in the show. Do you know what I mean? Where, you know, like, friends would say to each other, like, calling them out in it, which is fine, yeah. like, toxic mm-hmm. behavior stuff. Right, right, right. The way they call her, and it's so, it's so ganged up on, like, people's Mental. reaction to her. They gang up on her, literally. And what really bothered imagine. me was, of all of the, the fact that there's so many writers who, by the way, are so whip smart who mm-hmm. write that show mm-hmm. and film yeah. right yeah, so many creators involved so many women involved in that show like mm-hmm. all of the actors involved and I know for a fact that Cynthia Nixon the actress who plays uh, Miranda her partner her wife I think now is a is a plus size woman is a fat right. woman so it boggles my mind my tiny brain that any person sitting there and like she's a very established actress so you know has a lot of power in this like all of those women who are involved because of the the, because of the show they all have a lot of power it really bothered me that maybe not one of them would go guys this storyline just doesn't sit with me like this is not on and like i mean if someone I, i will say if someone was to gain a dramatic amount of weight or lose a dramatic amount of weight in a, in a very short space of time, I think I might go, are you doing okay? Because in a very short yeah, space of time, yeah. it, it shows that they could be, they might have some illness, there might be mm-hmm. something wrong, whatever. 
But this was like, you're talking about half a pound that this woman put on and the way they reacted was awful. And like that, that film is absolutely marketed to women. Oh, definitely. And Th- that film is like, it really is such a big deal to women. And it's part of our culture. It's part of our whole thing. Like, you know, the cultural conversation, even if, and just like that recently, that they, no one, not one person on that fucking set, even, and I'm not blaming the people who don't have power on set because they, as we said, like, I'm sorry, but if you're like a camera person or if you're a sound person, there's a hierarchy you don't, there. yeah, there's a hierarchy. But those actors and the writers have a lot of power <laughs> they really and a do. budget that was insane. Yeah. And they get wet. They came up with that. Yeah, it's oh, very unimaginative. <laughs> it's very, yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's, it's problematic. Yeah. Uh, uh, but also just unimaginative and bad writing and like yeah. I mean I, I like I said I haven't seen the film because I like good films um, but <laughs> I <laughs> sorry 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 stuck on you is literally glaring at me from the background well, you of said your you DVD it. <laughs> listen I do but like come on <laughs> but I just can't imagine that scene playing out or resolving like in that show because I have seen episodes of the show and I do know that it's it's been empowering for women in so many other ways but that's just so mm. Such a frustrating thing. Um, but to move on from that, then we also have uh, examples from. I'll just quickly run through some of these. We have mm-hmm. uh, uh, Regina George and Mean Girls. Rachel McAdams. Yes. They tricked yeah. her into thinking she'd gained weight or gaining weight through some sort of protein oh, yeah. situation. Yeah. Natalie in Love Actually. If you remember Martine McCutcheon, uh, her colleagues described her as chubby and with a sizable ass. Oh, and st- tree trunks is how oh, yeah. they described her thighs. And I'll memory. never forget that. Good yeah, memory because yeah, yeah. it says yeah. her ex-boyfriend yeah. dumped her for having thighs like tree trunks and her own family called her plumpy. Um, yeah. Uh, then we also have Bianca Piper, the character in The Duff. Uh, if you've ever saw The Duff. Never um, seen it, no. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, that movie was a whole problematic thing. Do you know what Duff stands for? It stands for Designated Ugly Fat Friend. And I just, I thought, I was like, Duff Beer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like from The Simpsons? Like, oh, yeah, poor yeah. Grace. Oh, poor Grace. I'm so sorry God. to tell you this. Uh, no, uh, Designated Ugly Fat Friend. And she's played by Mae Whitman, who is a slim and very attractive yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, and like, it's crazy. It's 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 really bizarre movie. And then finally, on this little list um, of the selects that I made, uh, we have Anne Hathaway's character in The Devil Wears Prada, oh, who is dear. described as the smart fat girl and yeah. your size six. But the, that's the, the one thing I will say about that, right? Not to defend again. <laughs> Why not oh, defend Grace. <laughs> Grace, when will you learn? No, I keep I keep falling into. Will listeners please call in and help me get Grace (laughs) cancelled? Come on, like this is not right. I think what that was doing about her being a size six and considered the fat girl is because that's how crazy the fashion industry is. So it was a bit of almost like a critique on the fashion industry that they were like, oh, you're the... And everyone's like, what? Like this very Mm. slim woman? But she's considered fat because she's literally a size six, which obviously is way below even the national average in the States. Now, again, a film I just somehow haven't managed to stick in the old DVD player. Do you know, do you know why you haven't seen these films, Connor? Is because you hate women. So it's any women-led oh, that must be film. It. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I forgot. Devil Wears Prada. It sounds like a chick flick. And I'm not into the chick Grace. flicks. I want, I want a film where two dudes are stuck together for the entire movie. <laughs> I want a classic, like, stuck on you. I'm not going to watch trash, like Sex in the City. Or, and The Devil Wears Prada is one of the best films. It's one of the best films. 
Wow. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, there, there is, a, uh, apparently, according to this article, there's a scene in there where Anne Hathaway's clam chowder is physically taken off her and she succumbs yeah, yeah. to the pressure to lose weight. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, the people who wrote about this said that, you know, it sends a message for young women. Uh, oh, yeah. To, to see yeah. a slim woman, you know, so... I think, you know, even oh, though yeah. it is, it, and in like, some ways, it's a commentary, the whole like thing. No, it's a commentary yeah, it, in the fashion it, it, it is a commentary, but also at the same time, she has a glow up and that only happens when she basically loses right. weight and so is able to fit into the sample yeah. size. So, so that, and, still, and also like, they make a joke of the fact that the other assistant basically has an eating disorder. The other assistant right, okay. talks about, she her diet is that, um, and she's complimented on how thin she looks. Her diet is uh, that... Every anytime she feels like she's going to faint, she eats a square of cheese. Right. Okay. Okay. And that's a throwaway joke. Mm-hmm. So none of it is ever like the funny. The thing about the Devil Wears Prada is such an amazing film, but none of this is ever even really addressed. Even at the end of the film, she addresses how toxic the work yes. environment and how work is. But it's never even like actually never at one point she's got. And by the way, you caused me to have essentially a basically an eating disorder. Yeah. That's yeah. never even addressed. So although I will say that they, although they're critiquing it, they never actually head on go, and this is fucked up in a real way. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. That that's kind of what I gathered just from you know reading these things in mm. this article. That like like you're saying, yeah, even though it's trying to do a bit of a social commentary, it doesn't kind of circle back, and she doesn't. I'm assuming she yeah. doesn't at the end take a big old bite of her clam chowder and go, you know what? I'm fine just the way I am. It's like, like, clam chowder for one, please. She's like, you guys are all still fucked up, but I'm going to eat my clam chowder because I earned it. At the end, I wanted to throw clam chowder in Meryl Streep's face and be like, clam this, you bitch. Eat this. Um, And just to round out this little section, we're going to go back to Kate Hagen, who says, who has Mm. such an amazing point. She says, why are we even talking about Kate Winslet's and Melanie Linsky's bodies? Or worse, making yeah. them talk about their bodies mm-hmm. instead of the mm-hmm. next level work, those heavenly creatures, as she says, because they were in that film oh, together. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turned in on Mayor of Easttown and Yellow Jackets, respectfully. Maybe it's because daring to exist outside of the industry sample size is revolutionary for actresses in and of itself. And yeah, that's kind of what yeah. I'm saying, like, you know, from the beginning of the, the show, like, you do start to go, oh yeah, there's that show and there's this show and there's that, you know, mm-hmm, movie. Like, mm-hmm. But yeah, interestingly, not so much in films. Um, but also if you go back, not so much. Like the fact that when we were talking about our childhoods and kind of like teenage years, I could only pick out a few. But now I'm like, oh yeah, there's this person, this person's doing really well. And it's like, I also think there's something to do with the internet that has really democratized, I think. Yeah how people get into the industry. Like yes. a lot of people, because they do very well online and through comedy, um, they suddenly, like I, you were just talking about hacks there, but the side uh, character, it's Meg. I can't remember her second name, but she's a really Meg she's Stalter? huge online. Yes, yes. I yeah, saw her yeah. stand up in LA and she fucking killed. She was, oh, really? I'd never even heard yeah. of her before. And oh But my she's God, brilliant online. She she's so good online. Yeah, she's so good online. Yeah. And like, that's, you can see how then people get to enter. And because mm-hmm. of the big body positive movement online, that's where you do, like suddenly people are also like, very audibly online going we want to see this so give it to us yeah so like either you're gonna you're gonna fight the tide of change or you're gonna embrace it and it seems like tv is embracing it a bit more but not enough still not well 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 shy of the mark 
there's, like getting there. There's yeah. a show I just recently finished called Somebody Somewhere. Have you seen that? <gasps> Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. She's um, Bridget. Uh, uh, Bridget Everett. So, Bridget Everett. Um, so, so what, Kate, what Kate is saying about TV, she says often the, the part often in TV goes to the best actor for the job instead of the most internationally financeable yes. actor, which happens in Batman. film. Batman Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> so Batman Colin Farrell. She, <laughs> That's a good point, actually. But she yeah. says creators are also beginning to realize the value of collaborating with actresses to craft more realistic fat characters as well. Mm-hmm. As at yeah. HBO multi hyphenate Chanteuse, Bridget Everett was able to use a deal at the network to create somebody somewhere centered around her own working class experiences in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. Um, which I thought was just a brilliant show and it just wasn't really... But even her, But even just her, someone pointed out that um, in the show, you know, she's a fat woman, um, her parents are fat people. And someone pointed out, it's like, right. it's almost like sometimes fatness is genetic. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Like, but it was really nice because once again, her weight just wasn't a talking point in the show and neither were her parents' weight. But it was just that I was like, yeah, that's really realistic casting to yeah. me that there'd be two kind of fat people would have a fat child. <laughs> And like, and also that it's not a big deal. Like if no one talks about it, it's never brought up. But I was like, it's nice to see it and it not be a big, a a talking point in the show. Exactly. You know, and like, I mean, I think ultimately, you know, we want to see more. um, I think, you know, like for me anyway, I think it really boils down to like, seeing more authentic uh, and diversity in all aspects. Like that's something that we like often like, you know, mm. have to remind ourselves of like, but when it, you know, obviously we're the die culture show, like, so that's our in a particular focus, but like we want to see more uh, diversity in body types across all genders yeah. in yeah. all roles. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. just the supporting characters, not just comedic characters. And yeah, and and we don't want to see, you know, fatness being showcased as something that is uh, to be, you know, ridicule, ridiculed or run away from or escaped or mm. this kind of negative thing. Um, and, you know, like, uh, like if if more fat people were included at all levels of the production process, I think, like you were saying before, that is something that could really like help make a difference you know more writers more creators yeah. more directors more producers yeah. that can kind of call bullshit on yeah. the you know um the tropes that are have been propagated for years in hollywood and but, tv but, and you're so right because recently i was at a talk I was at the bbc comedy festival name oh. drop but Hello. i got to see some writers talk and one male writer was talking about a show he created and it's about a couple um having a baby and he said he wrote the most stereotypical um, birthing scene where like her water broke and it right, exploded yeah, yeah. everywhere. And then he said he showed it to a woman and she went, no, just so that you know, that doesn't happen. And he's like, yeah, like you actually have to go talk yeah. to people. Yeah. And like, he's like, I haven't given birth, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So go talk to someone who's given birth and they'll go, yeah, like, like it's not a river that runs through you when you, when you break, when you break your water breaks. It's more subtle than that. Some people, some women, uh, their water don't even break and all this. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's actually so important if you're going to write about someone's life experience to go talk to them about it. And then you can like take away from it. Also, I'd love to see, and this is so such a mad thing, but less like chat about accepting yourself and blah, blah. And it's like, because even saying to a fat person, you must accept yourself. It's almost like in the beginning says there's something wrong with yourself that you must accept. And there's just nothing wrong with being fat. I think it's the whole thing of just like fat people are rights, thin people are rights. 
curvy people are rights, slender people are rights, short people are rights, tall people are rights, all, everyone's right, disabled people are rights, people are rights, okay? And then we can just, this whole thing of like, and you must accept. And it's like actually making, because I never hear someone turn around to Kate Moss and go, you just need to accept yourself. <laughs> you're, you're beautiful. Like imagine turning around to someone's like, you're not thin, you're beautiful. You're not fat, you're beautiful. I know, you're just, it's what's on the inside you, that matters. Yeah, and you're like, actually, maybe my inside's bullshit. Maybe my outside's just cracker as it is, which is <laughs> as a fat person. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Fat Camp. As always, we want to thank our producer, Darren Lee. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show, and it would mean a lot to us. Make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media. Every listen helps. And we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So please get in touch with any of your diet stories on fadcamppodcast at gmail.com. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.